0: You're listening to the Soulcast Broadcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin, where we bring awareness to toxic relationships, encourage singles growth, and improve couples' strengthening.
1: We're helping you break the bonds that have broken you and build the bonds that will better you. Join us every week on Facebook Live Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern and 4.30
0: p.m. Central. You can also send your questions to Instagram at Ask the Martins, as well as Twitter at Ask the Martins. Let's get into this week's episode. Here's the thing. Tonight, tonight on this podcast, we present to you when hanging on leaves you hanging. So what we'll, we want, so what we'll do, as, as always, uh, we read a letter that we received. Now, this one we received on one of our blogs.
1: We did. It was a blog comment underneath the podcast. But yes. Absolutely. Yes
0: absolutely so what we do is we check our blogs we check our messenger we check our dms and instagram and twitter and if you don't know how to find us on instagram and t- twitter look for ask the martins at ask the martins and then of course you see us Kenyon and takara on facebook live as well as other um other venues
1: we got to shout out our other family our our one of our oldest boys just came in to hear mr kenton martin
0: yay YouTube kenton
1: sensation Look at Bernard, Bernard, our, our, Brother our, Bernard our, br- our brother Brother
0: Elder Bernard Williams Brother
1: Elder Bernard Williams, <laughs> our worship leader Our internationally known worship leader
0: Okay, so listen, let's go ahead and get started Let's yes, not keep sir. the people waiting anymore If yes. you have any and While you're listening to this, you are more than welcome to share and invite your friends Alright, let's go Let's go so, so this is the letter
1: I'm going to read the letter You, you guys pray for my strength um <laughs> so i'm going to read the letter that we received as always what we've begun to do yes is turn our podcast into kind of our q and a sessions so yes. when people because we cannot get to everyone that's in our inbox that emails us we use this as a platform to be able to address people that have similar and common issues so this is um one of those letters so i'm going to go ahead and get to it now absolutely Dear Kenyon and Takara, when a man walks away from you because he was not ready for a commitment, but he gets into a relationship months later and moves in with her and then plans to marry her. But after eight months, he realizes he made the wrong decision and he started reaching back out to me. Mm-hmm. at first i was just there to encourage him and provide advice but not to fall back on and start dealing with him again because i felt some type of way mm-hmm. so he is back in my life but because of the hurt and brokenness now he is performing like we are a couple by doing everything that couples do however he is not ready to commit to me but he already knows me and he tells And he will tell you, I have always been by his side, never walked away from him. At this point, we have been back dating for six months, but I don't want to end up with my heart broken if I continue on. And he never makes me the one and the only one. Mm. I guess I just need some advice on what to do for my sanity.
0: Understood. She just needs some advice. Now, really, to be honest with you, Takara, the the advice is easy. Uh Uh-huh. But there are always reasons why people come here so here's what we do this is what we generally do we pull out a big picture issue the reason why is because we want to touch on something big that really we know that a lot of people go through and we found within this letter Mm -hmm. and then we'll actually answer right the letter so what's the big picture issue the big (laughs) picture if you listen to this the big picture issue that we pulled out listening to her and we and we're let me, let me be honest. When it comes here, when it comes to what we do, right, there is no judgment. So we don't talk down to her or we don't talk down to anyone. We look at their situation because people come for help. So there's always a a, a, um, a heart for charity.
1: Right. I know. And, and we just got a comment. And it's something that we hear all the time in these situations. Why don't you just leave? Right. Just leave. And if you know anything about how we teach, Um, how we communicate this in our books it's so much easier said than done to walk away from something that has become a part of who you are absolutely people can't just walk away from a difficult relationship Um, they have to get to a certain point to be able to break free from that because it is not just a yanking away type of thing
0: absolutely it's easier said than done and we and we we I tell you, when you say that to someone and you say it to someone who's been in even in an abusive situation or in a situation that they're unhappy in, you're more like a bull in a china shop. It's not that easy to leave. And I appreciate you hitting touching on that. All right. So what's the big picture issue? The big picture issue is blind commitment Takara And I see people go through this. All the time, where they're dating. Now, remember, we're dating here. This is not a marriage. Right. Um, This is blind commitment, and they're they're really blind to where they stand in their relationship. Mm -hmm. They're blind to who the other person is in the relationship, and they're blind to who where the other person stands in the relationship. And people suffer um, from committing so much of themselves into the relationship and they and there comes a what's called what we would call a self-induced blindness Mm. because they're deceived by their own determination their commitment their own determination
1: to make things work
0: absolutely okay so they're not paying attention to who the other person is or what that other person is their focus is um, making that other person who they chose become who they need that other person to be. Exactly. They're really trying to get that person from A to B. Now, the logic behind that is, is that when you're working on trying to get someone from A to B, you're pouring into them and you're, and you're committed to them and you're and you're doing a lot of you're connecting with them. But we forget to be, we forget to understand that B is where we want them to be because we're at B. Right. So if we're trying to move them from A to B. We have to understand that they're not on B. <laughs> right. I mean, we don't you know we don't we don't hear that all we hear is how can I get them there right but we're not paying attention to the idea that they're not there what must I do absolutely and so when you're in a dating situation now last week we talked about dating situations and what dating really is and it's a period of time in which you assess a a prospect for a long-term relationship right or for the kind of relationship you want whatever goals you have for a relationship you're assessing a person to see if those they fit those goals and most people don't do that right Mm -hmm. so what they do is they misuse that period of time in order to invest themselves or commit to a person that um that that a person who they want to be uh how do do i say Uh, they they commit to a person so they can make them what they want them to be right rather than finding out how whether they were worthy i'm sorry and so, they're not looking at their integrity. They're not looking at their character. They're not looking at whether that person has the ability. They're not even looking at whether that person has the will or desire to meet their, uh, their um, standard or their goal. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. So. These are the cases that's Car and I mostly come across, because
1: especially
0: in dating. In dating, because what we end up doing is we end up untangling broken hearts. Broken hearts come to us not just broken and shattered on the floor, but tangled because they're still holding on to a hope of that previous person. Yes, ma'am.
1: So before you jump ahead, when we yeah. talk about this self-induced blindness, yes. Um, a lot of times, and I am not going to make this statement as if it has not been me. Right. Um, a lot of times we end up in these situations for much longer than we should, than we have to, than we need to be, because we're holding on also to something that we believe is given to us by God.
0: Mm. Right yes so
1: if it felt good at the time that we made that commitment mm-hmm. if it seemed good at the time that we made that commitment then it must be god and god wouldn't give it to me like you say
0: right if, if, if it didn't if right. it
1: wasn't for me right it would not be with me if he was not for me so it must be god so i just need to keep holding on while until my change comes absolutely until their change comes really and that puts us in a very dangerous place
0: Uh, yeah it does um,
1: when we make these commitments because like you said just now like you said last week we completely shut off our ability to um, reason and observe behaviors characters patterns things
0: that we ordinarily wouldn't put up with we are accountable Mm -hmm. For who we choose. Right. And if you're going to be accountable, you also have to be discerning. But people in this situation, what we find is, is that they misuse and abuse their ability to commit. And they don't mean to do that, but they do that. And what they do is they pour into a vessel, they pour themselves into a vessel, and they never check the vessel for holes. And so by the they've poured out so much that by the time that they see holes in the vessel, they continue to pour more and more and more because they're trying to outpace the leak. Yep. Until they have nothing else to pour anymore. Yep. And that's the problem. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you three ways that people misuse commitment. And Ooh. then we're gonna get into this letter. Yes. All right. The first way that people misuse commitment is misunderstanding someone's willingness to be present as commitment. That's very important just because they're there. Sometimes we allow someone to hang around us and and we allow them to stay around because they're willing to come around right because they're willing to do nice things or buy nice things or touch us in nice areas whatever the case may Who's be touch
1: us in nice areas
0: <laughs> well i'm just trying you know i'm trying to be nice with that
1: trying to be peace
0: uh-huh. <laughs> the idea is is that we misinterpret their uh, their willingness to be present as commitment and um what ends up happening if we end up having a relationship with their presence and our idea of them rather than who they really are. Correct. Okay. The second way we do, uh, we misunderstand or uh, the, we misuse commitment in dating. The second way we misuse commitment in dating is committing to receive commitment. What that, what I mean by that. Mm-hmm is that we apply the golden rule manipulatively in order that we may receive something in return yeah so what we do is we commit 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 hoping one day they'll get the idea and give it back Mm -hmm. the problem with that is is that when you're dating that's not what you're supposed to do you're supposed to see if they're able to if they have the proclivity to if they have the purpose to if they have the desire to not to just give and give and give hoping that one day they'll get the big picture
1: but also, it's not even just that you're supposed to be observing. We've got to start <clears throat> setting a standard that we are demanding what we desire. Absolutely, You can't just stand there and then be hoping and hoping you should start off this dating situation saying, hello, my name is Takara. Um, I'm really looking for a committed relationship right now. What are you looking for? Oh, you're just looking to see where it's going to lead. Okay, listen, much respect to you if that's not for me. Because anybody that you allow to stay in your presence for an extended period of time without enforcing your standards for your personal relationships that you want they don't have to agree with it but you have to start exercising your standards otherwise you will end up in these situations over and over again so don't mm-hmm. just wait for it i'm sorry but demand it well sorry not sorry
0: well you know what the problem is and i've heard this before and <laughs> uh, some of y'all are scared Y'all, y'all, Some of y'all are scurred because you're scared <laughs> to be alone. <laughs> but for real, it's like if I become, they told me I'm too demanding. They told me I'm crazy for what I want. They told me I'm asking for or too much unrealistic. or I'm unrealistic. Here's the thing. You are not unrealistic it, like this young lady here. And we'll get to her in a minute. But if you're looking for someone who can be committed and you're committed to them, yet they cannot reciprocate, that's not unrealistic. Right. It's unrealistic to stay in a situation and expect them to come back and finally realize or not be them. Right. Okay. The problem comes in. You're unrealistic when you out there looking for steak with hamburger money, meaning where you're looking for this kind of uh, character or this kind of person and you are not there yourself. That's when you're being unrealistic. Yes. Okay. But when you're in a place in your mind where I need something for me and these are the things, these are the standards I have. Okay, then you you are more than when someone tells you that your standards are too high, believe them believe that they're too high for them because what they're saying is that they can't meet your standards
1: and as soon as you agree to keep moving forward or compromise those standards you're telling them that they will no longer be held accountable to your standards
0: absolutely you have just compromised yourself and you say well this stopped being a demand and started being a maybe if i can possibly if it feels good enough right what i'm saying right so that's number two number three is the number three way we misuse commitment in dating is when we commit so much we can't turn back there should be no listen as long as you are dating as long as you are unmarried you are single and there should be no place outside of possible engagement that you can't say you know what I don't want this but what happens is, is that we begin to pour so much of ourselves in to that one person. We get so addicted to that one person that, number one, we don't see ourselves with the energy to pour out anymore. We don't have nothing else to give. Right. Number two, we feel used up so much by that person that we feel like we're damaged goods. So we no one else will ever want us. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. So you, you withhold that level of commitment until you see that they're worthy of that level of commitment. You never, ever, and you see they're worthy. It starts out with a ring or some kind of conversation. I was going to say like worthy. <laughs> worthy starts with "Will you marry me?" And right. you
1: say yes,
0: <laughs> or, or 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 at least my intention is to move forward into a long-term loving relationship where right. I can be committed to you for life. And
1: that does not mean run past go. That means, okay, now let's see if baby's actions line up with what he just said, with the commitment and the statements that he just. Made
0: so we dealt with commitment. The uh the big picture issue is when people overcommit into a situation that they know good and doggone well they shouldn't be committing in. And the thing is, just to be charit- charitable and compassionate towards her, is not that you know good and well you shouldn't be committed. Is that you've given so much that you're you're afraid to not give anymore. Right. So let's go ahead and run back through some of the points of this letter.
1: Of this letter.
0: First of all. There was a relationship mm-hmm. between them two. Yes. She wanted commitment, commitment. He didn't. Right. All right. He leaves because he does not want the commitment. Hmm. He then becomes way more committed in a next relationship. Right. <laughs> like plans to marry. <laughs> right. Uh, that relationship doesn't last. Right. Okay. So he comes back to her. And now they're six months in. She's wondering what he's going to do or what she should do because he hasn't shown the ability or the desire to commit.
1: Right. And she said he's never going to make me the one and only.
0: Absolutely. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So two things stood out to me, young lady. And I want to make sure that we that we say this. So we're quoting you. The first thing is he will tell you that I have always been by his side and never walk away from him. That's what you said. Later on down, down down the line in your letter, he would tell you, I have always been by his side and never walked away. But you started the letter with when a man walks away from you mm. because he was not ready to commit. Mm. Do you realize where you stand? This is where you stand. You are willing to commit to someone who's not. You're willing to give someone who's not willing to offer his. Okay. So you're in a place of consistently offering something that's not being reciprocated. So you got to understand that. And sometimes we've given so much that I know truth hurts. But this is the peeling back of those layers, and I want you to understand that. Now, yes, ma'am.
1: Can I can we have a funeral for the ride or die mentality? (laughs) I will sing at the funeral. Uh, Deacon Kenyon Martin (laughs) will eulogize the ride or die mentality because I need us to once and for all put to death the sentiment that, uh, your love, your commitment is measured by the amount of crap you put up with during the course of your relationship. Dearly beloved. (laughs) Listen, we are not ashes
0: to ashes and dust dust to to dust. dust.
1: Okay, I need for us to put that to bed, because if you continue to carry out about this mentality, she said, I've stuck by his side. I will never leave. But he walked away because he didn't want to give you what you deserved, what you desired. That's Absolutely. not that, that doesn't fly. And, and it, again, you see where it's getting you. It's getting you hurt more and more consistently, consistently. So when somebody recognizes that you're willing to put up with that without giving you anything in return, they will continue to do it.
0: Absolutely. And just to further that point of that ride or die. Here we have a man who left a commitment and made a commitment up to marriage to someone else yet young lady you still stayed his friend for all intents and purposes either even if it wasn't physical even if it was emotional you were still the side chick because you decided to hang around when he didn't want to be around you Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that you understand what that means for you, but understand more how he saw you. He knows that he can depend on your commitment, but your inability to count, make him accountable. So I got a story, babe. I got yeah, a got metaphor.
1: Are you <laughs> going to talk like this? Like you're Joel Osteen. <laughs>
0: i don't think i can talk like that okay so check this out think about this there's a man okay wherever y'all live there's a man who goes downtown and when he goes downtown he doesn't have a place to park so he parks in the because everything you got to pay for so he parks in the free parking next to this one restaurant and he continues to do this over some time And after a while, the owner of the restaurant recognizes that he is parking there, but he's not coming in to eat. So the owner comes out and says, hey, listen, why don't you come in and eat since you're parking there all the time? The man says at that time, no, I'm not hungry. But he continues to use this free parking. Right. Mm -hmm. So after a while, the owner kind of gets fed up and he said, listen, if you're going to park there, you got to come here to eat. And this man says, you know what? I don't even like your food. And he walks away. So after some more time, Put the owner really. The <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Exactly. So the owner rolls up his sleeves one day and he puts up a sign that says for customers only violators will be told. Right. And what when the man, man saw the sign, he said, Man, I can't park here no more. So he goes across the street to metered parking, pulls out some change, puts it in the parking, put it in the parking meter, and it just so happens to be in front of another restaurant. So he walks right on into the restaurant and eats. (laughs) So he paid more. So he paid more. Just to go across the street, and he ate there.
1: And ate there.
0: Because of the demands that was right there. Listen, okay. Okay you, okay. you you see where we're going here?
1: I'm, I'm feeling you passing.
0: <laughs> and so what happens is, after some time, he realized that that meter is taking a lot of his money. He can he can no longer afford to park at that meter or eat at that restaurant.
1: Oh, really? It got too expensive. It
0: got too expensive. And the owner had finally gotten rid of him, so the owner took down the sign, and so he went back to the free parking. And you know what the owner did? Hmm. The owner throws up his hands and says, ah, forget it. Maybe one day he'll come in and eat. Mm. Young lady, what we're trying to say, what the metaphor is there, is that you are the owner with the free parking. Everywhere else he went, he was demanded to pay. And the problem is, is that you're not demanding what you're worth. Listen. Either he stays there and eats a sandwich or he leaves Mm -hmm. you can know you have to ask yourself when are you going to no longer be his free parking right okay that's the point to that where does he stand in all this because you need to understand we see where you are but can you see where he is can you see where his mentality is can Mm -hmm. you see what he's thinking he told you he did not want to commit he left and committed to someone else So basically, that's a statement that says, I'm willing to commit, maybe, but not to you. Right. So when he goes to someone else, he continues to stay in contact with you. And I guarantee you, he, he kept you abreast of the situation throughout that whole time because you allowed him to. But let me tell you what was probably going on because he was prepared to be married you don't go into a situation prepared to be you're, you're not being a, a non-committer right going into a situation saying oh i suddenly commit right and then fall back right the pro- and then fall, not only fall back but fall all the way back like 200 <laughs> percent back absolutely fall all the way back to a point where you go back to the person who don't keep you accountable more than likely they was holding that other person was holding him accountable to a point that he couldn't stand. And I want you to see that. So where is he at? He's back with you. Mm. He's back comfortable. He's back committed or, or, or being uncommitted with you. He's back not being accountable and there's nothing you can do. You cannot use your commitment to, Uh, make to uh, earn his commitment you can't change him there's nothing you can do you can't teach him you can't nurture him there's not a thing you can do because he this is who he is this is exactly who he is and you have to be honest with yourself about that yes ma'am so
1: you know how when especially women get out of a relationship and they go shopping they go get a new haircut they're like, I'm, I'm different. I'm different. One thing that that represents or what they're trying to do with that is prove externally that they are not who they used to be.
0: Yeah. That's and
1: great. a lot of times it doesn't work because it is, it's an outward expression, but you're still fighting inwardly. That's what our whole book is about, right? Absolutely. And so one of the things that... We try to help people understand all of the time is that just because you're with somebody who makes you feel like this is all you deserve does not mean that that is the case. Yes. What needs to happen is you need to internally get to a place Where you are no longer that person who they are allowed to take advantage of. And the best way to do that is to begin to work on yourself internally and get yourself into a better place mentally, emotionally, get around some better people to say, I cannot go back to who I used to be. Because when I was there, they treated me like garbage. Right. With me. I'm not recommending this to anybody else but what (laughs) I did I literally jumped up and moved clear across the country I left California packed up my babies and a two door Ford Mustang Uh and drove all the way to Georgia and I kid you not I started a new job it was the same company but I came to a new office Um, I got my new job I got a new place to live I got new friends and I literally when I got to Georgia made the statement to myself that i have to be different i'm going somewhere different i want to be an executive i want to uh get the respect of people around me so i can't be who i was over there right i can't look like that i can't walk like that i can't dress like that so i made a definitive decision that i was not going to be that same person you don't have to
0: move across the country. But wait, but wait. So you transition not only in identifying what you wanted, but what you needed to be in order to get what you wanted. Is that what you're exactly. saying? Exactly. So you made choices to say, this is what I need to be. Mm-hmm. This is what I want. Yes. And I will not settle for less from myself nor from them. Exactly. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. I mean, we didn't have Pinterest back then, but like, I mean, all about visualizing, get yourself a mentor, get yourself in a position and in a place of people that are going to motivate you and lift you up, period. Because if you keep hanging around the same people that make you feel like it's okay to be there, they're going to keep you in this hell that you're continuing to cycle yourself through over and over
0: again. And to be honest, if we could be really honest about this, since we're on us, since we're on us. in this situation, we see this in this situation. In other situations, you're lying to yourself more than they're lying to you. Mm-hmm. You do more to keep them around than they than the effort they have to put in to be around. Listen. So what? The so the issue begins with you. That ooh, I, 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 you know that was that was that kind of, of flaw. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, the issue begins with you. You have to make a definitive decision that that's you already know that that's not what you want the advice that you ask for Right. You already know that that's not what you want You're six months in and you don't have what you want. What the heck are you waiting for? i'm sorry that's the inside joke what no
1: somebody gonna get it (laughs) somebody ain't all the way saved either
0: (laughs) what are you waiting for what what more (laughs) never mind what are you waiting for what more do you want from (laughs) me There's, there's not much more to give right you've given everything and now he's he's picked back up with you where he left off unaccountable and comfortable Mm. And, and you're looking around, saying, "What should I do? You're single. Be single. Somebody else. Somebody else is worthy of you. Right. Somebody else will give you what you're looking for. Right. He don't have it. Have you ever gone to a store and looked for something that they don't have? Do you go to the counter and say, "What do I do? No, you go to a different store. It's listen, very simple. Listen. Listen. We have to become accountable. I'm sick and no prayer is going to help this. The only prayer is the prayer for discernment. The only prayer is the prayer for decision. The only prayer is the prayer to stand on your own two feet. The only prayer is the prayer to walk. The only prayer is the prayer for you to make the decision to change internally so that you could change your outward circumstances.
1: It's it's listen, 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 preach. In the beginning <laughs> of our book, um the soul ties detox Kenyon did an amazing thing and everything that we do through that book is we compare it to the children of israel right exodus and leaving egypt right understand that you just saying you're done it does not finish the work of what you need to do there literally has to be a journey that you take and it takes Your willingness to get up and walk. One thing that he always said, Jesus parted the Red Sea, but they had to walk through it. Absolutely. Your consistent uh, clues that this person is not going to change is God parting that Red Sea for you. You're seeing that Red Sea parting. You're standing there at the opening of the sea.
0: Shuffling your feet.
1: Shuffling, chucking and jiving, double dutching back and forth.
0: Like, what is, what's over there?
1: Between captivity and your promised land. And you keep staying on the other side of that, wondering, well, if I don't go through it, I mean, another, another uh, one might open up. No, walk through it. God needs your participation in order to help you get through this. It's going to hurt. It's not going to be easy, but if you are in a situation that is not making you happy, that is making you feel like you are worthless, you need to walk through. God is already giving you every single sign raise your hand, pump some hearts if you've asked for God for a sign that you should leave.
0: Stop declaring.
1: Stop, no, but, I mean we do. <laughs> stop stop we, looking for like signs. Said, we lie to ourselves and so we're like, okay, well I'm going to sit back and then once God shows me for real, for real, then I'm going to walk
0: you know away. Why we, you know why we yield to God? You know why we default to what God showed me? What? Because we're de- we we've decided we don't want to see.
1: Yeah, well,
0: that's the reason that's, why. That's, I mean, and that's so we're looking, we're, we're trying to give another chance to that person. Right. And the idea is this, they are not who you want them to be. Correct. So you need to be who you need to be so that you can have what you want. There needs to be an internal change in you. Yes. Because I guarantee you, at the end of the day, if you continue to let this person use you, you will find yourself broken and broken down and feeling like you're not worthy of anyone else. So now you're judging yourself by their misuse of you.
1: Listen. Listen. Do you understand
0: what I'm saying? Listen. And so you're willing to allow them to continue to misuse you because you don't think you could get any more. Mm.
1: And you they don't. make you believe that, too.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. So tell him to pack up his Xbox and go ahead and (laughs) do whatever you got to do. All right. So, I mean, that was it. That was it. Any questions? Do
1: we have any questions? We're going to be um, here now for probably another four to five minutes if we don't have any other questions.
0: We get to, we get to release this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Y'all hurry up and ask questions. Because yet, I, oh, there's, you, a, there's a delay. I'm sorry.
1: There is a delay. Um, we'll be here for oh, a nice. few more minutes if you have any other questions. But the bottom line is you are worth so much more than what you are allowing yourself to receive
0: and i think marcel i have a friend i have a friend a brother marcel as we grew up together and he said something as well you can't just get up and if if i caught it right you let me know you can't just get up and go and think that changing your place mm-hmm. is going to change you that's not and and that's and that's certainly not what takara was saying there comes a time when people are broken down enough to realize that i have to change Everything. Right. And that's why she said, don't do, you don't have to do what I do. But if you begin by changing internally, that changes your circumstance. Changing your circumstance doesn't change you. There's a lot of people out here saying, man, if I had just ten $1, hundred extra dollars or a million dollars, things would be right. And they won't be right. Have you ever seen these lottery t- lottery winners who win the lottery, then go broke and some of them die or quicker? Or end up dead. Yes. Because they don't have the internal place they don't have the internal compass to handle that much wealth God can't give you you can't get the wealth that you're worth until you begin to steward yourself in a way that says I can handle this little give me a little bit more now what's the problem is is that the little that you have right now is commitment and you're not handling it you're not handling your commitment well go ahead baby it's
1: not even, (laughs) and aside from even handling the commitment well you're also not handling yourself well, yes, God cannot give you anything more than what you deserve until you acknowledge what you deserve. you acknowledge who you are. Your heavenly Father has called you fearfully and wonderfully made, and you are treating yourself like you are the dung and the bottom of a sewage right and so. When God wants to give you more, when he wants to position you in a place for the right mate for you, you cannot possibly be in a position to receive a good thing if you consistently accept less than what God says you are. King didn't say it. Takara didn't say it. God said it. So right. if that's who you are, but you continue to accept less, stop asking for more and start asking for more from yourself.
0: And you're not going to get more from him at all no nah. he's not gonna be more he's not gonna do more he's gonna be nice he's gonna come around he's gonna give you exactly what you want he's gonna tickle your fancy and then he's gonna bounce what you need to do is lock the door behind him the next time he leaves period and right. that's metaphorically or literally if he lives with you whatever the case may be you see
1: reyna had a question she oh, said yeah, yeah, yeah why do they keep stringing you along
0: can i be honest with you reyna
1: yes you can
0: that doesn't matter they keep stringing you along because you let them what happens is is we stand back and we get strung along and we ask those type questions and i'm not saying anything bad about you but that's where we get caught at i love you i want to be with you but you keep pulling me along why 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 and we keep hanging on to that string asking them why what they do is their business they're accountable for that know who they are allow them to be who they are and then put them in their place let go of the string. What we have to do is we have to begin. To, my mama told me a long time ago, it is it's really weird, but me and my sister used to argue, right? Uh huh. We used to argue a lot. And Ranika's doing this, and Kenya's doing that. And that's my, that's my sister's name, Ranika. And we would tell, tattletale on each other when we were little. Mm-hmm. And my mother said, if you pay more attention to you than to them, then you'd probably be all right. You'd be all right. And that's the yep. same wisdom I'm gonna give you. Pay more attention to you than to them. We got people, we do a lot of work with a lot of different people and a lot of different thoughts, and we talk about different things like narcissists and things of that nature. We do all that, we mm-hmm. get that, and that's more to help you understand what you may not be able to see. But when you see it, stop asking about it, stop trying to figure it out. And understand who they are, then you begin to get your escape plans ready. You right. begin to get your aggress going on. Right. Because if you're not doing that, then you're just basically hanging on asking questions. And questions ain't never helped nobody. Mm hmm. Why are you the way you are? I don't know. I'm just this way. I'm, this is just how God made me. Oh, well, can we pray for something else? Well, I don't know. Or, I, don't, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you keep going around in that circle, in that cycle.
1: Right. And then if you are a believer, one of the things that, that they tend to do often is use God. It's the devil. We need to pray about it. I'm trying to change, but the devil got me. So if you just stick by me and meanwhile, you're over here praying to God, praying for them, but then also begging and pleading them to see me see what i'm doing for you see how i'm loving you see how i'm putting up with all this from you and then appreciate what i'm doing and give me what i say i want which is a commitment even though i'm not demanding
0: it absolutely let me tell you something and i I hate the devil made me do it types type responses I'm, i'm gonna make i'm gonna make this real clear you are accountable for the decisions that you make period it might hurt your feelings might be hurt. You might not feel like doing it. You might get whispers from the enemy, but at the end of the day, it's on you. That's why we don't spend a lot of time on those other subjects or 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 how to cast out, because really, the thing is, you need to grow. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, no. And if they say the devil made me do them, you and the devil get out then. I don't care. Just just both. Neither, neither one of y'all right. So mm-hmm. peace. So <laughs> did we answer all the questions, babe? Because we got we, I, 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 we everybody. Listen, listen. Are you there? Are you there? Listen, we got something we really want to share with you guys.
1: Well, we got Marilyn Morris had a comment earlier and she said, Kenyon and Takara. I made the decision to leave a toxic relationship mm-hmm. and made a move to another state. Mm-hmm. Fist bump. Um, I made the decision that I deserve better than what I was getting. Yes. I'm making the necessary changes to become the person I know God has created me to be. Amen. I am so looking forward to it. Everything you guys are saying was me. Thank God for deliverance and thank God
0: for you. No, thank God for you. Thank we God God appreciate you. that. Yes. We appreciate that. Listen, people overcome by their testimony. Um, we understand that we've been through and we understand what we saw other people go through. But when someone says that and someone and, and someone can testify to what we're saying it's all the better thank god for you because let me tell you something these little situations that happen to us the young lady who um put this on our blog this little situation is really a small thing it's a catalyst to becoming a better you so you need to begin to make the right decisions now because there's more at stake than just you or a relationship there's way more at stake here but until you can see beyond this point you're going to have you're going to end up stagnating and stay where you are He's not going nowhere.
1: Or end up with the same type of person later.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to this week's SoulCast broadcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. We invite you to visit us at the SoulTiesDetox.com where you can leave your voice recorded question or comment that may be selected for future SoulCast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you can stay up to date with our program.